from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. Friday, November 29th, 2013, and it's your Black Friday edition of the Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Fracture. Everybody has a ton of digital photos, but you never end up really doing anything with them. Fracture makes it easy to preserve your memories on your wall. A Fracture is a picture printed directly on glass. It's picture frame and mount all in one. Everything you need to get your photo on your wall comes in the box. Prices start at just $12 for a small size, and they have a variety of sizes to fit every wall. You upload your own picture at FractureMe.com, and if you use a promo code RELEVANT at checkout, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. True story. I'm ordering that right now as we speak. Really? Yeah, for my mom You're multitasking? Yeah. <laughs> use promo code RELEVANT. How do you spell that? <laughs> You're saying revelant, right? It's, it's, it's pronounced revelant. All right, here with me in our Orlando studios, the very lovely Eddie Koffeltz. Oh, that's nice of you. Uh, on the ones and twos over there, our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, the John Acuff of podcasting, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And on the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, the Jesse Carey of I, I still need to come up I think up you with should the, call him the John A. Cuff of John A. Cuffs. The acuffme.com in the flesh. John A. Cuff. Yes. I, somebody today introduced themselves and they told me where they worked and I said John A. Cuff uh, with John A. Cuff. It was pretty pretty smooth. <laughs> I felt pretty good about it. <laughs> Is that what your business card says? My business cards, I just got them and they are fantastic. They are super cool. What do they say? They're library cards, and they look like each one of the books I've written has been checked out. And they're three by five, and they're vertical, and they're letter pressed, and they're fantastic. Three by five? That's a huge yeah. business card. That is a huge business card. I got some other books to write, fellas. I got to leave some blank lines. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't done, son. It's like, it's like the dude that has the one where when you put it in the Rolodex, it sticks out on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Or for the like, people that still have a Rolodex. Because we're all rocking Rolodexes on our, yeah. Yeah. On our desk. And that guy, I guarantee you, wears a name tag all day just because he wants to be approachable. Approachable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a great show for you uh, today. Coming up later, Eddie talks to the founder of Tom's. Blake Mikoski, um, they they have a really cool thing that they're launching right now, and so we get the scoop on that. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. What to say. Oh, wow, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, not he, easy there, like, Dan. Rather with your in depth. I'm not doing anything. He's over I'm here multitasking at Fracture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such, such such insight. I just ordered a, a picture of myself from Fracture from my. From my it's own your new office. business card. I put it on a three by five card. It's yeah. gonna be awesome. Yeah, Blake was great. I like. And I'll, I'll, I was I was just happy to not call him Tom in the interview. That yeah. was a victory for me. So other than that, got to guy, Tom's died. The, the guy they based it on just had story. I don't know. That's <laughs> John. <laughs> wow. You, it just got real. Plane crash. Plane crash. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Also coming up later, we have a, Jesse has a special game for Black Friday called Sky Mall Friday. Sky <laughs> Mall right. Friday. Already excited about it. So, something to look forward to. Yeah. So 
we put this we put this episode up early. Very, I got up very early to post this on a holiday weekend for you folks. Very sweet. So of you. you have something to listen to to keep you company while you're standing in lines at Kmart trying to get your thirty percent off doorbuster deals. Right. Yeah. And I'm right. going to ask you if you're standing in line right now and you're you're listening to us. What are you doing? That means you're all by yourself. All by <laughs> Are you really buying gifts for other people? Or are you just like snagging a good deal for yourself? There's no shame in it. Like right now, right now, if you see like there's like that new Xbox on sale. Yeah. Just buy it for yourself. No one's going to care. No, no, there's no judgment. Yeah, it's cool. You know, what I, 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 I had to spend some time by myself this this past weekend. I, um, I'm buddies with some of the guys in Hillsong United, and they were they showing Miami. And so I drove down to Miami, stayed with them for a couple of days, and then came back. Well, the drive to and from, four hours long, I, I was by myself. Sure. So I did not li- I did listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that's only one hour out of eight. And I'm right. assuming these doorbuster people are going to be in line for eight hours. Yeah. Here's a little tip. Here's what I did. <laughs> so... I have this little spot on my Is dashboard. Is this about scandal? <laughs> I think it's coming. It's coming I, for full circle. I have this I little so. spot on my dashboard that my my phone sits on perfectly, and so I stuck my phone on my dashboard and streamed scandal episodes on Netflix. <laughs> Did you really? And you, I watched seven of them. And I don't, Cameron, don't take this wrong. You got a problem, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. But studies have shown that texting while driving is dangerous. Watching TV while driving is actually it makes you a better driver. Better driver. <laughs> totally fine. Hey, I was on the Florida Turnpike. It's a straight shot, no exits. Alligator Alley. Boom. You, there's yeah. not even any turns. The worst possible place in the country. To, to be watching a TV show while flying down the ha- highway. Because not only is there the, the, the risk of a horrific car accident. I mean horrific. Should you fly off the road, you will be eaten alive by an alligator. <laughs> but I was by myself. Or, or, or python. Like, it, it's the worst possible place. It's like uh, uh, the, the rainbow level in Mario Kart. You just drive right off the edge. There's no coming back. You're getting letters on that one. I can't wait. Uh, I'm just, hey, I, I kept my eye on the road. Scandal is a very dialogue-driven show, so I could just follow along by listening. Sure. And then if something was happening, like the, you heard a scuffling or a or fighting, you just glance down for a second and look right, right back. It's just like, <laughs> I you like would, that. This drama is rich in scuffling. You know, it's, it's fascinating. With the way they scuffle? Oh. I, I know that there are some younger listeners that, that listen to this this podcast <laughs> that don't drive yet and that look at you as an example. I want to just be really, really clear that this is a terrible idea, right? And, and not only that, not we, only that, it'd be one thing if you had, like, a big... And I'm not advocating for it, but I'm just saying yeah. it'd be one thing if you had, like, a big laptop screen. Yeah. You know, could you kind of see it out of the in corner? The the <laughs> watch, I've been watching a three-inch Great. It'd be one thing if it covered half of your window shield. Yeah. That's kind of better. That's a, I, I hear a scuffle. Hang on, let me let me hone in here. Oh gosh, an alligator! <laughs> Flipping. Said, uh, Black Friday is a time for you to spend a lot of time by yourself, like I just did. And right. I'm just saying, there's things you can do to keep yourself company. This podcast being one of them, right? And but scandal on your phone being the other. I'm, there, just I'm also rejecting the premise that people spend Black Friday alone. Don't people mostly go out with like their buddies and go like shopping and stuff? It's not tailgating. Like what? <laughs> no. I mean, I I mean, it's, it's a sad door busting rhymes with soul busting. <laughs> <laughs> you had that in the chamber. That was great. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole idea of us putting this up early for them is that they are alone. I, in, I picture, in, you know, what I picture, I picture someone at a dinner table. 
like there's a big turkey there. There's there's sides and but there's no place settings. It's just it's just a place setting for one. And this podcast is playing really loud. <laughs> oh, someone's just eating God. a big turkey by themselves. Are they talking back to it? Like they're the extra minute. They're dialoguing. Like, they're like, yeah, I'm gonna go for a, I'm gonna go for a drive and watch Scandal after this. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, yeah. Don't do as I say, not as I do. Right. That's the lesson here. I think that's yeah. <laughs> well, we've walked away with that. <laughs> Very clear. All right. Um, How was it uh, going to see Burlap to Cashmere, by the way? Hillsong United? Yeah, whatever. It was amazing. <laughs> they they, uh, they played Tampa, and they packed out the arena. They had like 12,000 people. And then in Miami, there was a heat magic game going on in the arena on Saturday night. So they booked the Bayfront Amphitheater next door, which holds about 7,500 people. So they booked two nights. Wow. So Saturday night, while the magic and heat went down to the wire, it was a buzzer beater finish. I was stuck at a worship concert <laughs> with your with your friends band. But here's the deal: my like their manager Jason Strong, Webby, their tour manager, guys I'm friends with, were at the game. They didn't even come they, to their own show. Yeah, they 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 set up the band while the band's performing. They snuck over next door, went to the game, That's awesome. and then they came back for the end of the concert. That is, kinda, and they were texting me like taunting me the whole yeah. time. It's kind of great though. I do that sometimes when we record the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're gone. I just, I just leave and I go down and catch a, a magic game. Yeah. Or a, <laughs> a Rollins movie. baseball game across the street. Just go yeah. watch a movie, come back. <laughs> a big. Go watch an episode of Scandal. Right. Yeah, I go drive around the block and watch Scandal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get, in, get in my car, do 70, and turn on some TV. Yeah. <laughs> right to the school zone. You know? <laughs> That's my biggest problem with my couch is that it's so slow. <laughs> right, and safe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, when, I, when I'm sitting on my couch watching Scandal, I'm not endangering anyone. And yeah. I kind of prefer that. When I'm watching a show so Scuffle heavy. I want to put others in danger. Scuffle heavy. <laughs> so it was great. It was awesome. I mean, if you if you've seen this United tour at all or heard about it, I mean, it's just it, it's an it's just an amazing worship experience. Plus, just an amazing. Ah, it's just it's indescribable. Yeah. I mean, it's the scale of it is so the huge. big mountain that that's, that's on yeah. the stage. Um, the young and free guys have to build that every day. They, so they finished playing the set for Relevant TV, and I was like, "So what are you guys gonna do? You guys gonna go, you know, hang out, watch some scandal or whatever?" And they're like, "No, we have to go build the stage." Really? No. And I was like, "Seriously?" When you say mountain, like I'm picturing like the aggro crag from Guts. It, it's a uh, it's what? a large kind of what? What is I any hope part? The one person that got that was really what is any part of that? Re- <laughs> <laughs> you guys never watch Guts growing up? What is Guts? Should have gone with Fraggle Rock. I, I imagine a Christian Fraggle Rock. No, Gus was the coolest game show you could possibly imagine. It was on Nickelodeon, and it was like a physical challenge you game. Mean, you mean At Double Dare? Yeah, mean, I was about that? to say, you mean Double Dare? Double Dare, or you no, can't no, do that on no. television? No, Guts was way cooler. He just named two other more popular shows, but go on. <laughs> it, it, Legends of the Hidden Temple, are any of these ringing a bell? No. Not at all. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Did you have to get that emerald at the end of it? At Legends of the Hidden Temple, I think there was an emerald involved. With the aggro crack, you had to climb this crazy <laughs> ice mountain thing, and you were on a bungee cord, what? and there's like steam and stuff shooting out, and you could fly off the side. It was every kid's dream. You had a lot of time on your hands as a kid. You just... A lot of I, I was driving around it, watching Guts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... We'll continue this podcast, but Chad, after, I'm going to send you guys some... Uh, uh, pictures that we can post on the the podcast page, so everyone can see how sweet guts was. But I'm sure there there are a sizable portion of our listening audience that uh, would agree with me that the aggro crag was every kid's dream. Yeah, if we're any cross reference of that, then yeah, p- 
nobody should be responding. So, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the Hillsong United tour, heavily Watch reminiscent of, of Guts. Guts's Agro Crag. Yeah. Uh, great works of Nice reference. That <laughs> 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 no, was awesome. It was awesome. And uh, there, yeah, so they did uh, two U.S. tours. They played the Hollywood Bowl. They, yeah, it was really cool. Okay, so entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, December 3rd. You're going to be standing in line for this one. Mm. Britney Spears yeah. with Britney Jean. That's the name. I think of it. she forgot her last name. Is that, is that like, like she's going country? Is it yeah, maybe like Garth Brooks did? Is, is Britney Jean like her Louisiana name, like her real name, like Susie Ann? You know, I really don't know. Britney Jean. Anyway. Everybody I always criticize is Garth Brooks, and we pretend that Beyonce didn't try to be Sasha Fierce. That's true. That's a great point. I'm just sick of the Garth Brooks bashing. Yeah. <laughs> when will it end? And it's time. To, it's time to get something off my chest, guys. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been silent on this three three episodes, and it's enough. <laughs> uh, Glenn Hansard uh, from the awesome movie Once. Go watch it. Uh, he's coming out with the album Drive All Night. Drive all night and while watching scandal. Trust me, download some guts. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Drive all night. That's pretty awesome. Uh, and then page six vi or page one sixteen, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they're fine with either. Coming out with Advent to Christmas, which this album will be streaming on the drop at relevantmagazine.com. Oh, neat. You can hear it for free. Movies coming out Friday, December sixth. Out of the furnace. Christian Bale, Casey Affleck. Inside, uh, Lewin Davis, the Carrie Mulligan, Justin Timberlake, John Goodman one. That looks amazing. It does. We saw a preview for it before uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, it's really this good. 1960s, isn't it a Coen Brothers mm-hmm. uh, film? It's yep. 1960s kind of music, follows a musician. It's pretty awesome. Okay, uh, best Coen Brothers film. Uh, well, this one's probably the most inappropriate, but it's also very funny, The Big Lebowski. I really like No Country for no, Old Men. No Country, no Country for Old Men. I love that movie. Burn After Reading was a good you, one. You too. didn't see it, John? No. I, I'm not sure if you I don't know if you'd like it. I don't know if you'd read on what you like, but it was a really great movie. Brad Pitt and Burn After Reading was absolutely hilarious. That's yeah. true. That was a, that's one of my favorites. You ever see a, a Serious Man? That was one of their movies. A Serious Man? Yeah. That was a great movie. That was a rad movie. They made some great movies. Well, Fargo, of course. Yeah. Right. I like True Grit, too. They did Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. True Grit was Great. That was a good one. I'm going to oh, go bro- with no Oh, country. Brother maybe my favorite. True. Oh, Brother, yeah. Oh, oh, Brother really changed kind of, like yeah. it ushered in a new genre of movies and agree. music. Yeah. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear what the wife of the guy who was the real voice said about that movie? No. She said it was her dream. It was her husband's voice coming out of George Clooney's face. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for entertainment releases and your Black Friday aloneness tips jeez <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> up next slices <laughs> Well, the holiday season is awesome, but you know what else is awesome? Giving Christmas gifts that actually make a difference. Relevant is teamed up with the Harvest of Hope gift catalog to provide you with a way to give Christmas gifts that change life for the world's poorest and most vulnerable people in sustainable ways. 
Featuring 30 gifts under 30 bucks, Harvest of Hope also lets you connect with the actual indigenous Christians who are delivering your Harvest of Hope gifts in the name and love of Jesus Christ across Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. You can shop now on your smartphone at harvestofhope.org. To listen to Julian Casablancas or Julian, uh, the song is I Wish It Was Christmas Today. Uh, I think you're detecting a trend here, folks. Chad's playing only Christmas music on our first episode after it's okay to listen to it. At the beginning of the podcast, you're, you heard uh, Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors with Merry Christmas Baby. And it is okay to listen to Christmas music now. Absolutely. Some people have already started doing it, which is terrible. I mean, this is the Wednesday, or this is you know the week before Drew Black Friday. But on Black Friday, you can officially begin to listen to music. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay. So, uh, have you guys heard of an app? It's called Waze. It's a GPS app yes. yeah. that's doing a couple things that that is pretty groundbreaking. First, they're doing a their their GPS is uh, like crowdsourced. So basically, if uh, It'll update in real time. Like if you're driving and you see uh, an accident or a traffic jam, you can submit that and it'll be available for other users to see. So let's say I'm driving down Alligator Alley and there's a maniac watching scandal and he's flying across four lanes. He's going to kill everybody. <laughs> People would see that on the app and uh, that have it. Well, now they're doing something else groundbreaking. And they're going to actually, they just uh, struck a deal with Universal Pictures to have celebrities be the GPS voices. Um, so when a new movie's coming out, uh, a celebrity will come in and record for a while uh, so that the different turn-by-turn directions are done in that celebrity's voice. Um, so the first one, the first celebrity that signed on is comedian Kevin Hart. It's in promotion it. <laughs> for his new movie, Ride Along. But they're saying that when other movie Universal movies come out, they're going to try to get the stars of that movie to go in and record these GPS voices as a way to promote the films, just like they do other uh, means of promotion. That would be really annoying as you're going through traffic to have Kevin Hart come on and start yelling at you to turn left. <laughs> Yo, turn left! Yeah, but he'd also be promoting the movie. He'd be like, stuck in traffic? You could be watching my movie. <laughs> Why don't you download it now? On a long road trip? Yeah. <laughs> what do you have, Eddie? <laughs> All right. Uh, so the uh, GQ Top 25 Least Influential People list came out. And, uh, you know, if it but comes... But see, this is... I don't I don't. I don't see, like that could be one. 25 Should, people down your street. That's what I'm saying. Shouldn't they just be random names? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, Phone it, book, it, throw a dart. Jill Cunningham. It yeah. is, I think Relevant should start doing this. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's just random people with the, random pictures. The 25 most irrelevant yeah. people, right. people, yeah. people of the last Which, year. Which, yeah. you know, when I read it, it actually made me realize that GQ is probably number one on their own list. But, oh, 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 come burn. on. You don't love GQ, do you? We subscribe. Okay. What do you have I against respect. GQ? Eddie? I don't like this list. I don't, oh. I don't like, I don't <laughs> like most of their so, content. So this list has enraged you to the point where you think that they should now be classified as completely irrelevant. Yeah, I don't I don't like it. But I guess I still picked it as a slice, which I don't <laughs> they, really know why I did. Hey, they have good tips for pocket squares, okay? I take it back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> so the top 25 least influential people... Um, Basically, it was folks, their criteria was they have used their spotlight this year for nothing good. Okay. Um, 
All right. So number 25 on the list. So this is uh, Jody uh, Arias. You know her. Arias. Yeah. She's the lady who murdered her ex-boyfriend. And there was that like that long trial and everybody was talking about it. Yes. Her spotlight was she murdered somebody. Yeah. You're right, Eddie. What's up with GQ? That's why I hate this list. Not giving these convicted murderers the credit they deserve. It's back to the question of why did I bring this list? But we're in it now. So let's do it together. Number 22. (laughs) Number 22 of people that did not use their spotlight well. With scandal. Edward Snowden. Oh, well, well, I, think I thought he used the spotlight quite well. He did. He, I right? mean, the whole reason he has a spotlight is because he he shined the light on corruption and wrongdoing. Bring it up with me. It's GQ's problem. The reason he's on the GQ list is because he only owns that one gray shirt. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> more, they're, they're more in earthy tones this time. He was seen. Time. He was seen wearing chambray, which is so last year. Right. Uh, number twenty-one, Lenny Kakua. Do you know who that is? No. Hey, oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that the guy from Montaite or whatever? Yeah, good job. Oh, yeah. Um, number 18, Ryan Reynolds. I know that's going to ruffle what? some feathers. Whoa. Is that still from the Green Lantern? Yeah, and R.I.P.D., I guess, was a terrible movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I call that Men in Black 4, but go on. Number 17, they put this into Cell Magazines, President Obama. President Obama, Ooh, yeah. Least influential. Ouch. Least influential, yeah. They they did that to wow. get Gutsy everybody call. Gutsy call. <laughs> yeah, yeah bold, GQ. Number 12, Tim Tebow, which is hurtful. <laughs> number 10, <laughs> number 10 is Will Smith and his entire family. What? Yeah. You know, he has a 21-year-old son you've never heard of. Really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean he's, I saw a he's not of like them. he's a, he's not estranged. He's just not going to make an album or a movie. I heard I heard that he he's not he doesn't live with the family because he got in one little fight and his mom got scared. They <laughs> <laughs> sent him away. You are so pleased with yourself. <laughs> you guys didn't hear that? Oh. I th- in my head, Jesse records some of these jokes when he says them, and he plays them back later. Yeah. Good one, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, just smirk to myself. Yeah. So well, let me ask you about this 21-year-old kid. I mean, because, like, was this, like, a, a legitimate child? or is yeah, this- yeah, there's a family photo, and somebody said, like, hey, it's, it's interesting that he's kind of like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to whip my hair back and forth or whatever. Yeah. I just... I mean, because like when, when Jaden came up and was younger and, like, they did that movie together and all this stuff, I mean, you really got the sense of, like, this father-son thing. Like, this is the son I always wanted, you know? And, like... What about well, the other, the older brother who's like, I guess, Gee, thanks, Dad. I guess he never wanted that son. Oh, I mean, if that's what it is. Finally, I got this. Let's just assume the worst about this. His, finally, I just got this. I got the son I actually wanted. I think his name is Trey. Oh. Yeah, I think it is. Trey Smith. Yes. He's done a little tiny, tiny bit of acting, but nothing since 2008. We got to get to the bottom of this. All right, number that was number. 10, yeah, I'm gonna I'm 12. gonna skip through them. Okay, uh, number seven, which I gotta agree with this one. Aaron Hernandez, I think uh, oh. that's probably a pretty oh pretty solid one. Okay, number six through one. Number six, Miley Cyrus. Really? Okay. Least now, influential. Exactly. Now that's the question: Is she really? Tell the foam finger mark at that. Is, <laughs> is she truly least influential? I think, unfortunately, she's incredibly influential. Yeah. Number five, Pope Benedict. Sweet what? guy. No way. What? Benedict, I, not, I, the, I would, not the current guy. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the quitter. Exactly. The, other the guy one, who read John's the book. The, uh, the other one, right, he read John's book and was like, I got, I got to be done. I got to follow my dreams. I'm going to be an ex-pope. Uh, number four, Justin Bieber. Uh, number three, this is where I start to really agree with the list. Number three on the list, Anthony Weiner. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Number two, Paula Deen. 
<laughs> who uh, very uninfluential at this point, and the number one least influential person. Wait, do we all get to guess? Yeah, I would like you to. I would like you to. I do believe this person is very uh, not influential. Sarah Palin. Uh, think more current. More current. Oh, and why? Why are you such a liberal? Why? Like, <laughs> OJ. <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, that, that's, that was more Ford? somewhere between more, Sarah Palin and OJ. More, uh, more current. It's not Rob Ford. It's it's not Rob Ford. Think uh, North Korea. Oh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis, Dennis, Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, the least influential person according to GQ. But I so. actually heard it has nothing to do with his politics. It's got to do with his basketball game. Right. That's the whole. They're he still just, angry all about. he can do is rebound. They <laughs> still won't let that go. So that hard hitting slice brought to you by me and GQ. There You're you welcome. Go america <laughs> all right what do you have john well i saw a little little bit of news that uh candace cameron burr or Burray, i'm not sure how you say that it's kurt cameron's sister wants to do a full house reunion of course she does oh i well i think the world <laughs> would totally welcome that what she got going on <laughs> but i i think i would welcome that i think that'd be great full did house you see reunion. when jesse and the rippers this was a few months ago uh performed on jimmy fallon yeah uh, people seemed song. excited it was great like, and the girl came out, and you could practically stage it on Fallon. What if Fallon yeah. just did his own reunion? Yeah, like, if no network agreed to pick it up, just just do, like, five minutes a night of an episode. If you had to choose between Full House or Saved by the Bell reunion, which one are you funding? Saved by the I Bell. I would choose Guts. Saved by the Bell. No way. Guts. <laughs> do you remember, let me see if you remember this. Do you remember the girl in Saved by the Bell that there was some, like, some year where Kelly wasn't on it for some reason? And like it was just Jesse, yeah. And then yeah, there was it? this tough girl that had a leather jacket that yeah. she rolled. Yeah, it was, it was a first year, the second year. It was like pilot ish. No, 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 no. This was later. No, no, on. It was middle. It was a contract yeah. dispute. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you're not. You're not talking about uh, uh, Leah Remy, right? Yeah, yeah, From yeah. King of Queens. She was on. She yeah. was on one season. Yeah, that was such a weird thing. It was like when they switched out the mom on Fresh Prince and just were like, now we got a new mom. Yeah, right. Vivian. Yeah, yeah, the new Becky on uh, Roseanne. You, you know what I never got over with Say by the Bell was the ability for Zach to pause time. Yeah, but he could part. break the yeah. fourth but wall where, where he could ju- he could just pause reality and address the camera. But I wasn't that like only was in the first couple couple seasons? No, he did it later on, not as much. But did that power just go away? And <laughs> did it, it just? No, he got more responsible with it. Like, do you think he still can do it now? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're watching Franklin and Bash, does he do it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what's funny? This is such a Twitter nerd thing. I saw the other day that I had more followers than Mark Paul Gosseler, and my se- seventh grade me was like, that's right. Big that, Zach. <laughs> I saw that I had <laughs> more. Everybody says the Jesse on paint, uh, pet pills or whatever is the best scene. I still think the scene where Zach had to call his own dad on the phone because his dad was ignoring him. And his phone was like the size of a VCR. <laughs> yeah, it's that big gray. You know, like, yeah, he's cool. like, Dad, it's me, Zach, your son. Did you see in the last year when he went on Fallon and he recreated that scene and he dressed just like he was no. uh, on that episode and he brought out the big cell phone and he Amazing. sat in Jimmy Fallon's chair and he looked just like so th- that's cool. Now, okay, so Zach. now if we could do a reunion like that where they actually, I don't want a new storyline. I don't want to know you as an <laughs> You adult. just want a shot want, for shot remake. A shot yeah. by shot remake of our favorite episodes right. now. Now, like the Zach attacks where the band gets together yeah. and plays. 
Bay Side is a school that is cool, and you know that it's true. (laughs) (laughs) I like the one where Zach was like, there's that guy that was into drugs, like Johnny Johnny Flash or something. He's an anti-drug commercial guy, but I'm pretty sure he smoked marijuana cigarettes. Yeah. (laughs) I I just loved how all those, even even the set pieces on those shows, you you, you had to suspend your disbelief. Like, there's no way that's a cafe. It was like on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. They're playing on a court, like a full-size court that's the size of my driveway. Right. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's homecoming? That's the homecoming game? Why can't they get a real Next court? Next, you're going to tell me that in Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox was in Dunkin' either. <laughs> it's it's the mystery of magic, Jesse. Suspend your disbelief. Yeah, you Trust love me, David I'm a, Blaine. I'm a but... huge fan of magic, but I, I don't like to suspend my disbelief. I like to it to be believable. So that's your, that's your fundamental issue with Saved by the Bell, is that you? it was not grounded well enough in absolute literal plausibility plausibility Hold okay. on. all i ask for pl- i'm not even asked for realistic storylines like i'm just asking for for it to be grounded in reality okay well like like it more can't like, go into the realm of science fiction more like jersey all. shore is what you would have liked to, to have been right yeah did you I, I, it's like it's like when, when they did the the stefan urkel uh, uh, oh, you know, yeah. story arc on Family Matters. Yeah, you're telling me that now all of a sudden uh, that Steve Urkel is some kind of crazy mad scientist genius, not just some nerd. Well, it's because Jaleel White wanted to show his acting range, and he was going to leave the show unless they gave him more of an opportunity. So, and- so the best the writers could do it could be a long lost cousin or like a twin brother. It's I'm, let's just make this normal character in an otherwise plausible show be able to invent a machine in his basement that changed his molecular structure. Yeah. Right. Do you know that it was a contract dispute or like he was threatening to leave the show? Do you actually know the backstory of No, but as a child watching this, it's the only thing that made sense to me. Got it. Is that he puberty messed up his little nerd voice and that it was a struggle for him to try to be trapped into this like what worked as a 12-year-old and so he wanted to show his range as a more mature actor. You're a pretty smart little Cameron. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's the only thing that made sense. I was like, okay, I, I can buy in. If yeah, I do you know why you had to fabricate that in your mind, Cameron? Because it's implausible. <laughs> it made no freaking sense. Yeah, it's true. You're it's right. an otherwise plausible show. Why would they do that? Yeah, just a cop, dad. It's, the- it's like the episode where where the, the grandmother, Estelle, like rescued Waldo and Eddie from a, a gang that was threatening to murder them at a pool hall. That's right. What kind of crazy amount of junk do you have in your mind? <laughs> Every time you do one of these things, it just I'm painfully aware of a deep well of wasted the, childhood. The episode was called Fast Eddie Winslow. <laughs> no. Fast Eddie Winslow, that's no right. Way. I, I actually do know that. But <laughs> of course fast. you do. Yeah. Do, you, do you read like the Wikipedia synopses or do you like... You guys don't get curious about that stuff sometimes? No. <laughs> don't act like you got into science one year and just started reading books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. De- yeah, I never yeah excelled in anything academic. It's just set for weird pop culture stuff. Yeah. All right, so we're advocating for a full house reunion. I will say though, specifically on the show, we're only advocating for one reunion though, right? Dizzy Talk. Bingo. Yeah. Okay. Like if we're gonna put our weight as a podcast behind a reunion, <laughs> we need to pick a thing and go. That with one's it. not gonna work though. They're all successful in other bands now. Okay. So because mm-hmm. you're saying they don't need it. So yeah. but what about like a reunion show? I mean, like. Yeah, right. like a single, like, like, like a one night only type uh, of deal. Yeah, rent out a football stadium. Or like Outcast. Outcast is doing like a reunion. Yeah, tour. Coachella. 
This is how it's going to okay, go. Down. This is how it's going to bid for a DC Talk reunion. How much money would it cost to get them the half a million? Yeah, I was going to say. Five. Oh my god! Is that a real number? I think is that what that stuff costs? Like headliners at Lollapalooza get a million dollars. Wow. So or or up. Mm-hmm. And so like I would say you would you would stage it, promote it to be a one time only, once in a lifetime event. You would get a venue big enough, like a fifty thousand plus seat. Stadium. You, you think it's hold fifty thousand for a DC talk reunion? I think if it was in the right hands and promoted, there would be enough mid thirties kids who would come. Ironically, yeah, I think there's the, the legit <laughs> CCM crowd that would be parents and kids that would come. I wouldn't go ironically. I'd I'd like it. And then you have like a slew of young Toby Mac fans yeah. that would show up. And yeah. Audio adrenaline and, and news. If it was at the right. right place, that was big enough. Mm-hmm. And then you're charging. You know, thirty bucks a head times fifty thousand. You're at fifteen million. No, you're not at fifteen million. You're one point five million. I'd uh, thank you for catching me. One point yeah. five. Your venue costs, your promotion costs, all that would probably run you six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. The promoter makes a quarter million, and the band gets half a million, and it's a night that everybody remembers for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And we would talk about it for literally probably a year. That's it. Are you announcing something? Yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Is this was like a business plan? That was phenomenal to watch. I like don't know anything yeah. about this world, and you just set up the whole show right I, in front I of feel, me. Yeah, I feel like we're the Shark Tank panel, right? <laughs> but you'd have to do it in a way that gets 50,000 people who would pay 30 bucks. Now, yeah. of course, of those 50,000, you could have VIP tickets, you have better seats, so you can get people who could pay 80 or $100 backstage. backstage mm-hmm. And then you have your general admission for 25. I mean, m- reality is, is most of these tickets would be more than that. I mean, $39 would be probably the the base going rate. Yeah. Where do you think the show would be? Nashville? I, that's the probably thing. It would have to be. I don't know, though. I don't think the market's big enough. Uh, the, the Nashville metro market is in the 40s nationally. Mm-hmm. You'd have to be a top market that would draw from a larger population base. Mm-hmm. But it'd have to be in the Bible Belt, and I would say Atlanta. something like Atlanta. Because Atlanta, Atlanta would draw Nashville, draw the, the entire southeast. Mm-hmm. You know what I would say? One of the rules would be they have to dress in the clothes that fit the time of that album. So oh, I'm oh, seeing oh. a lot of costumes. So they yeah, come it's, it's, it's a pretty elaborate stage show with a lot. Yeah, of I don't. I want it to be like same what we just did with the uh, the reshooting an episode of Saved by the Bell. I want. I love rap music to look exactly like I love rap music. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no way. That'd All be of a sudden, of then they're in like torn jeans and they go into Jesus Freak. I wanted the songs to be non-sequential. So I want a lot of the costume changes to be back into what they just wore two songs ago. <laughs> yeah. you, don't want con- you don't want chronological? No, no, I want it all over the place. <laughs> yeah, because they got to close with Jesus Freak. Mostly just for complexity's sake. Not for you a close with Jesus Freak? Jesus Freak's your encore? Oh, of yeah, course. you oh, come definitely. out to Supernatural. Uh, I think I wish we'd all been ready as your closer. Send them home on a sad note. No way. That's <laughs> the, <laughs> what, or what, if I, what if I stumble? No, that's three quarters of the way they come out into a center stage and do an acoustic set. That's, they're all sitting on stools yeah. with water bottles. Yeah. Now, Kevin Max uh, I th- would do it. He talks about DC Talk and is very complimentary about it on Twitter. Like he'll retweet stuff. So, and so it, Eddie's spent a lot of time analyzing and thinking about. Hey, this. Michael, I would be stoked about this. Michael said he'd do it too. But I don't think that Toby doesn't want to do it. We don't know that. We just don't know that he does, right? Well, if it hasn't happened, there's a reason. There's something blocking it. And if two of the three entities are trying yeah. to push it forward and it's blocked, it's. I just don't want to start math, joke, you know? Because hey, like, okay, who opens? Is there an opening act? Oh, Amy Grant. <laughs> See, here's who I think would probably open. They'd probably go like Family Force Five or something, trying mm-hmm. to get the actual youth group young, kids, yeah. right? And that's but unfortunate. But wouldn't that, why would it be unfortunate? Doesn't that kind of make sense? No, that'd ruin the night. 
You know this what? is all speculation, right? No, no not this anymore. Is, this is real. <laughs> this is like, kinda... It's really unfortunate they're getting Family Force 5 to open this fictional concert we're planning. Yeah. But wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Maybe to, to scratch the itch that Eddie had, what if we had the openers be the three individual bands, but smaller sets? Like, just do, like, four songs Audio A, four songs Toby Mac, four songs Kevin Max. New- Newsboys. But it has to be the old yeah, yeah, version. Audio so, so John James has to come back and perform old Newsboys songs. And Mark Stewart, even though he doesn't have wait, a voice, wait, wait. has to come D- wait, back there and do you go. audio. So we go back stuff. to the original lineup? The original lineup. Okay. Oh, but how far back do we go? Do we go back to the original Petra? But no. here's the thing about that. Oh. And going to be the problem. Here's the guy's problem. still alive. He's still alive. I saw him the other day. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a whole other story. Wait, John yeah. Schlitt? You just happened to b- run into him? No, he uh, he, sang, uh, he sang a couple songs at um, devotionals at work. Okay. Really? There you go. Don't yeah. you work for yourself? So you just came over to your house? You came to John A. Cup. <laughs> no, me. When I say the other day, I mean, I'm like a pastor. I mean, any time in my life ever. <laughs> oh, <I see. laughs> Got it. <laughs> any time you need to use the story, it happened the other day. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a comedian. Well, I was flying, well, on the way to the, the earlier today, I saw... A, a thousand years like, are like one. I'm sorry. I'm very spiritual. <laughs> The problem, you, the reason you couldn't do the reunion with the other bands is because then that elevates the other, like the DC Talk above those bands, and they can't be opening for DC Talk because then you're back to old rival rivalry. So oh. you got to do. So you're saying Newsboys would never open for DC Talk? No. And wait, wait, what rivalries are we talking about? Well, here? you know, it was like everybody do was I? like, I'm you a, saw a West Side Story. Everybody's like, I'm a DC Talk fan, and everybody was like a Newsboys fan. No, like nobody was like, I like Who's all of everybody? them. Everybody, <laughs> everybody in my youth group at Oak Christian United Methodist Church. <laughs> in Seminole, Florida. So done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so people seriously like kind of like, like pick sides. Like, yeah, like people were like pretty see, much like like if they were both at Rock the Universe and they would Rock the Universe would put them on at the same the time stages. on the two main stages and you'd have to choose and it's no choice. You go see, to I always DC thought audio, I mean, audio A and DCT were in the same category, but Newsboys were the outsiders. DCT. Yeah, come on, John, get with it. I don't have time to be saying talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really, you really saved a lot of effort there. Now let me ask you a question. <laughs> the tea. Would it Instead do that other one syllable word? Would it do the same thing for you guys? Because here's what I could also see DC Talk doing: not doing the full like stage thing where they're jumping around and doing the whole deal. The three of them, small show, little they're in good shape. They li- could do it. I know they could do it, but maybe that's not what they want to do. Maybe it'd be like the three of them, small show, little club kind of thing. Okay, well, and it gets you play like You eliminated club. jumping around. Has, has, that, has Toby expressed that? That Toby's like, no, I hate jumping. <laughs> jump into, my jumping days are over. I'm just trying to eliminate barriers, so I don't know what Toby's... So low... uh, again, again, you guys know this is a fictional scenario here. <laughs> you're right. talking low well, production again, value. You spent an, an abnormal amount of time talking about some sort of Robot Family Matters episode. I'm going to yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about reality this. to Jay Jesse what happened man this last week you used to be able to talk these conversations with us so okay so your other scenario other end of the spectrum it's almost like you know Lauren Hill coming back or something it's like a club date yes, yes. low production value stripped down intimate experience high ticket price they're not going to get their half million dollars not going to be the epic thing but it's going to be a mature reinterpretation of what right. the nostalgia Because was. if I was them, and I actually wanted to make a go at this, I wouldn't want to do all the silly stuff like that. Like maybe my barrier would be I didn't want to do all the all the jumping around and all that kind of well, stuff. Like maybe what? it's like you focus on... You stop it for a second. Maybe it's like <laughs> you focus on what they're great at. I mean, they're great vocalists, right? Not they're, Toby. No, Listen, listen I was on the fence if I'm going with the, the wardrobe changes back and forth to what they just wear. You're taking those out of the equation. I'm <laughs> no. definitely not there. There's no way I'm paying 30 
$39 for no wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices and your DC Talk Reunion hopefully. ideas. Yeah, hopefully. Stay tuned. Up next, Blake Mikoski. Listen to Paper Route. The song is In the Bleak Midwinter. It's a real uppity song. <laughs> and from the album, Thank God the Year is Finally Over. <laughs> That's amazing. That's the name of the album. Blake McCoskey is the founder and chief shoe giver of Tom's and the person behind the idea of One for One, which has turned into a global movement. Tom's has given over 2 million pairs of new shoes to children in need since it began in 2006. The company also recently expanded its unique business model to include Tom's eyewear, helping to save and restore sight for those in need. Recently, Tom's launched The Marketplace, an online retail destination that features a curated collection of socially conscious products from third-party companies in the hopes of using its trusted name to bolster social entrepreneurship. Marketplace features companies that have been hand-selected by the Tom's team because of their commitment to give back to communities all over the world. Our very own Eddie Koffeltz recently spoke to him. Here is Blake McCoskey. Well, Blake, thanks so much for uh, joining us. We want to uh, just kind of acknowledge that this interview is happening, and we are hearing this interview on Black Friday, the biggest shopping day of the year, which is exciting, which is why uh, it made sense for us to get to chat, because Tom's has just launched uh, the the brand new marketplace. Can you talk about that a little bit, Blake? You know, first off, I mean, Black Friday, what a crazy day, and <laughs> I think a day that... Um, at some levels, is becoming a little bit uh, too consuming. I think is 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 that you know so many people are. I don't feel like being uh, spending enough time with their family and being thankful on Thanksgiving because they're mm-hmm. so concerned about the deals or whatnot uh, that they're going to get on Black Friday. So our approach at Tom's and is is a little bit different. You know, we're not putting stuff on sale, but we're hoping to help people um, shop differently. And what that means is uh, we have launched the Tom's Marketplace on toms.com and every single product, there's over 200 new products from 30 different companies, all have a giving component incorporated into their product. So um, whether it's, you know, buying a, a, a crochet kid uh, scarf or beanie that is uh, helping employ women in northern Uganda or Peru, or buying Liston headphones that are these amazing wood uh, handcrafted headphones where every pair that is sold helps provide hearing aids to children who need them. So, so the idea is, is like, look, we all have this kind of, you know, uh, you know, we all have this desire to give cool holiday gifts, right? right? Whether it's for your mom or your dad or your wife or your girlfriend or, you know, your boyfriend or your teacher. I mean, we want to give gifts that when people open them up, they see that there was a lot of thought that went into it. And so my philosophy is the greatest way to show that there was great thought that goes into it is have the gift itself be thoughtful and specifically gifts that give back 
uh, and gifts that have a higher purpose than just being another, you know, kind of consumer good or materialistic thing is, 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 is really a way to set your gifts apart from just every other gift that's being given this holiday season. And that's why on toms.com, we decided to launch the Tom's Marketplace, something we've been working on for over a year, right in time for the holidays. And it's really interesting because just the the brand name of Tom's has become how people describe this kind of buying in in others you know there's like oh it's kind of like the the tom shoes of handbags or it's kind of like the toms of you know which is uh, uh, i think a great testament to toms but it makes sense that you all have brought that marketplace to uh kind of this central area where people are already uh moving in in that direction and thinking about you that way can you talk a bit about how this idea came about because it just seems so obvious and brilliant when i saw it it was like oh of course this is perfect how did this how did this come about well, thank you. I mean, really, you know, I wrote a book two years ago called Start Something That Matters. And the book was about my journey and Tom's and social entrepreneurship. But it also highlighted other social entrepreneurs that I thought were doing interesting things on other people. They're doing kind of breaking the rules in the nonprofit space. And, and after the book, I started getting all these emails, letters and even products from people who said, hey, I was inspired and we started this headphone company or I was so inspired. I started this jewelry company and, and they and they oftentimes said that the book or the Tom story is what inspired them, um, which was fantastic. Um, and so I started to recognize that this movement that, that, that Tom's has at least has played some part in, in kind of starting is much bigger than us. You know, it's not it's, it's not just about Tom's. It's about all these other people who want to use business to improve people's lives and want to create products that have a deeper meaning. And so rather than Tom's just continue to focus on our own products, you know, shoes and now, you know, uh, sunglasses and soon to be optical frames. You know, what if we used our brand strength? and our community and all the traffic and kind of media that we get. And let's use it to help these other brands build their businesses. And let's help them help more people. Because at the end of the day, we exist to use business to improve lives. I mean, that's the mission statement on the door when you walk in every day. And that's what we care most about. And we can do that through our own one-for-one products. But we can also do that by helping others in their missions. And that's why we thought, you know, kind of curating all these amazing products and founders and companies in one place and giving someone the opportunity to really shop differently was kind of the greatest impact we could have at this stage in our, in our, in our kind of life history. It's a real affirmation of not only the products that the companies sell, but also that the model of giving that they're doing. I mean, you guys are really putting your uh, well-researched, well-staffed uh, stamp of approval on these organizations and and companies that are making this these products. Yeah, and I think that that's where you know we want to give a shopper uh, the opportunity to really feel good and feel confident, you know, in their purchases. So when they are giving that scarf, they know that. You know, um, this employed women in Ethiopia, or if they are buying this jewelry for themselves or for a gift, and it's interesting, um, jewelry is one of the the top sellers right now in the marketplace, Um, and it's not just for men, or it's not just for women, it's also men, like different, you know, bracelets and different necklaces and 
And it's interesting that that has become such a top seller. I wouldn't have guessed that. But um, when they're buying it, they know that the hands that made it are really the people benefiting from it. And that's that is really important to us. And that's a big part of the future of Tom's in general. So uh, one of the areas I think that Tom's has received criticism in the past, and I think it's a relatively fair criticism, is when we first started, we were wholly focused on aid, you know, getting shoes to kids that need them. And then when we launched Tom's Eyewear, we were really focused on aid once again, helping provide cataract surgeries, prescription glasses, eye treatments to those in need who can't afford them. But a lot of our critics said, well, you know, if you're really looking seriously at poverty alleviation, you can't just focus on aid. You really need to focus on jobs. And, you know, that criticism was a little bit tough to take at first because I was like, well, we didn't start. That wasn't our that wasn't our mission. Our mission was to help kids get shoes and people get sight. But the more that I looked at the criticism and talked to people, I recognized that we were in a unique position with as many shoes and sunglasses as we're making now, that we could create jobs in some of these countries where we give them. So we made a commitment um, this past year that by the end of 2015, um, one third of all of our uh, shoe production for our giving shoes will be made in the countries uh, that we give them in. And we currently have a factory going on in Kenya uh, are actually getting ready to launch uh, a footwear factory in Haiti, which will be the only footwear manufacturers in Haiti come January. Um, and so this is a very big initiative for us of using business to create jobs to help with you know, poverty alleviation. So we, as we were looking for marketplace companies, really focused on companies that, that was built into their mission as well, because it's something that we're really passionate about. We know our, our, our community is really passionate about as well. What are some of your uh, long-term hopes and goals, dreams for for Tom's, for the marketplace? You know, I, I really think that, I mean, from a Tom's perspective is we have been given and very blessed to have this position as a real leader in the social entrepreneur space and have done it with authenticity from day one. And so I think my goal is for Tom's is that we can continue to take risk and do new projects like the marketplace that help others really keep this this movement going. And, and that really we change the way that consumers consume and the way that people shop because we instill this idea of a higher purpose in all the products that we purchase. So that helps, you know, that is aligned with marketplace. But also I think there are a lot of industries and products that Tom's can, uh, that Tom's can enter into that can allow people to have a giving or a social impact with their everyday purchases. It doesn't just have to be in fashion like shoes and eyewear, or, you know, or handbags or whatnot. It can be outside of that industry as well. So what you're going to see in the next year from Tom's is is really some some exciting new ideas of ways that you can incorporate giving into your life through the Tom's brand in ways that maybe you never considered before because people thought of us mainly as a shoe or a fashion product. That was Blake McCoskey. Follow him on Twitter at Blake McCoskey. Christmas is here, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and bold. Ding dong, ding dong, that is the song. With joyful ring, all caroling. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the air. 
You're listening to Future Forestry. The song is Carol of the Bells. They just released uh, a new Advent album, uh, Advent Christmas Volume 3, which is streaming right now on The Drop at relevantmagazine.com. Happy Advent, by the way. I like those guys. It starts on Sunday. You You hear this on Friday. It starts in 48 hours, so prepare yourselves. All right. It's time for Sky Mall Friday. (laughs) Take it away, Jesse. (laughs) So... uh, Let's say you're, you're not going to make it out to go shopping, do your, your Christmas shopping right now during Black Friday. You're one of the people that likes to stay home. I've got good news for you. You can still get your shopping done and not have to fight the crowds with the, the help of our favorite in-flight magazine, Sky Mall. Wow. It's full of wonderful gifts to give to your friends and family. So in order to raise some awareness about Sky Mall and why our listeners should choose Sky Mall instead of going shopping uh, this, this, you know, during this blitz here the next few days, I, I've prepared a little game for us. And here's how it works. Well, I have two contestants. I will read the name of a product along with a part of the description of the product. Then I will, I will say a price. You'll take turns, and each of you will guess whether the price that I'm saying, the actual price, is higher or lower than what I said. So it's sort of a Price is Right style game. Does that make sense? So basically, I'll say the name of the product, Read a part of the description. You just have to say higher or lower to the price. All right. I, I, let me just be, uh, just say it up front. I don't know the cost of anything. John, you will win. Okay. I like you. I couldn't tell you really basic things. Like yeah, but sometimes not knowing, not being grounded in reality is good for SkyMall. <laughs> and also episodes of Saved by the Bell. And yeah, the and, laws of physics, the laws of economics, the laws of good taste, all yeah. of it should be suspended. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the products is a machine that will turn you into a suave version of yourself. Sign me up. Got to start yeah. now. Okay. Take it away. Okay. So, so <laughs> who's going first? I'll go first. Let's do it. Okay. John, this shirt, th- this product is called the Thunder Shirt for Dog Anxiety. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with this product. Okay, okay. So this will be an easy one. As you know, from the description says, parents use swaddling to calm an inconsolable newborn infant. Until now, there just hasn't been a well-designed, inexpensive pressure wrap commonly used for dog anxiety. Thunder Shirt is changing that. Tell me, is it higher or lower than $29.95? Woo! I believe it's higher, and I believe there's nothing quite as easy as catching a small, terrified dog and putting a tight shirt on it. (laughs) (laughs) A tight thunder shirt on. You are correct. A thunder shirt will cost you $39.95. Yeah, and also, any shirt I put on, I call thunder shirt. But go on. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could have just said shirt. Thunder shirt was assumed. All right, so John's got one. Good job, John. (laughs) All right, Eddie. This product is called... He's laughing at his own joke. I know, I love it. You're so tickled by this. <laughs> My favorite part of these games. It, um, all right. Hold it together, man. The product is protein ketchup. Oh, protein and it's the ketchup. first protein-fortified condiment. Finally. Um, this is... It's, it's 15 grams of proteins, zero fat, and you get two servings of tomato uh, in this dipper-style one-ounce cup. Protein cup, uh, protein ketchup delivers the taste and mouth feel you'd Ew. expect. <laughs> <laughs> they actually use, use the word mouth feel, and this is twenty four cups of protein ketchup. So uh, over or under the price 
of 34 41 Wow. Wow. That is... $34.41. How many servings? How many servings? 24 cups. 24. Uh, it's got to be more than that. This is too valuable. You are correct. The correct <laughs> price is thirty-four forty-two. Wow, that's that's still a real steal. <laughs> it's an incredibly specifically priced uh, item. That's really funny. <laughs> we got ourselves a tie ball game. <laughs> this is riveting. Still feeling good about the decision to come on the podcast, John? Very good. Very. Is very good? I, I you just don't not... feel like you're wasting your life right now, do you? Well, it, it's not the money. It's finding out that there's a better way for me to get the ketchup flavor I like and the protein I need. Yeah. And, the, and the mouthfeel that's familiar. Mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not so much the protein or the ketchup. It's that authentic mouthfeel. <laughs> what was wrong with the word texture? Like, how dumb are we as a country that they had to say mouthfeel? All right. You hear that sound? That means we're entering the hilarious shirt round. Chad, insert some lasers. In my mind, there's lasers. Fix that in post. There you go. So the product is an oversized gray sh- sweatshirt. I'm sorry. Oversized gray t-shirt. That it says, Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy? <laughs> How did you know? It says, I have reason to believe the squirrels are mocking me. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. It's, it's, wait till you hear the description. <laughs> the petalless tulips, the empty bird feeder, the gnaw marks that spell out "We are watching you." Any one is a hint that things just aren't right in your backyard. That's why I need to buy this hilarious uh, oversized gray T-shirt. Higher, lower, twenty-four ninety-five. Higher. You said oversized, right? It is oversized, but the actual price is nineteen ninety-five. Oh, uh, all right, Eddie. Uh, this, the the next uh, uh, one in the hilarious shirt round is a hilarious sweatshirt that says, "It was me. I let the dogs out." Yeah, that's great. And the description simply says, Very "This is timely. one of the guy's better work because it's kind of a less is more." We always suspected it was you. Awesome. <laughs> it's priceless, but so name your price. Over under thirty four ninety five. This is a sweatshirt. Now. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go with it. I'm gonna say it is over thirty four ninety five. I'm sorry, the correct answer is twenty nine. <laughs> Ooh, tie game. This is big, John. This is, this big. is a barn burner, if I've ever seen one. This is, this is the really, dumbest thing I've This ever. is really interesting. This is the... it, it's camera. It's going to get better. Okay. <laughs> because I got next on the dock at Bilbo Baggins Cufflinks. Eight left. Eight left. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins Cufflinks. They're inspired by Bilbo Baggins acorn buttons on The Hobbit. So what's the description? That's They're it? They're crafted in metal with a bronze acorn finish. Okay. <laughs> uh, over or under thirty nine ninety five. It has to be less. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're forty nine dollars. Forty nine dollars. Wait, how many links? Like forty? You get two. But they're really nice, man. It's a it's really nice acorns. You got to visualize it. King Tut's Egyptian throne. And I tried to pick gifts that people are going to actually want to buy here. Yeah, so. this would be real nice yeah, to have. I can tell. King Tut's e- Egyptian throne. Here's part of the description. This is nothing short of a- amazing. This substantial quality designer resin work of furniture art is exquisitely painted in the rich palette of Egyptian and hand-finished with authentic leaf gold. It's 84 pounds, but you should know. What? It takes a full two weeks to craft, (laughs) but it is sure to impress. Wow. Over or under 
$800. Whoa. <laughs> shipping is going to be an issue with this, but I assume... This, this is, shipping's not included. This is just to purchase the Egypt, King Tut's Egyptian throne. I, I need to hope that it is under $800. It is $1,250. almighty. <laughs> who, is on, who is on an airplane and sees this and is like, yeah, and they pick up the airplane phone and they swipe their credit card and they pay a grand for a... A crappy Egyptian it's, chair. It was twelve fifty, and mine's arriving next Thursday. So, <laughs> so, so, so Merry Christmas to me, Eddie. It's my comeback from sabbatical gift from yes. my office. I wanted to get a better chair. <laughs> All right, how many how many more rounds do we want to do? Here? None. <laughs> many. Okay, oh, last one. one last one. Incredible. There it is. I had a nylon harp carrying case round, but I think we'll skip that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a twelve string and a 24, 22 string case. So. <laughs> We'll, we'll just skip to something better. <laughs> uh, a genuine Turkish bathrobe. Ooh. Ooh, nice. I, you know what? I, I actually, John, you said you just purchased business cards. Is that correct? Yeah. Very Okay, large. so I'm going to switch the Turkish bathrobe to, to Eddie. I'm going to give you a different one because I feel like you would have context for this one. Okay. Unless you really want the Turkish bathrobe. Oh, go ahead. Give okay. It, give it to 3D me. 3D snow globe business greeting cards. That's Ooh. what we're missing. It's 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 a set of 500. Wow. And you can send the ultimate 3D business greeting cards and always uh, be remembered. It's a beautifully and hand-assembled holiday greeting card to show your customers just how much you value them. And it folds out into one of the following designs, a whimsical forest, soaring dub, world flags, or sleigh ride. Wait, so 500 3D snow globe business cards. For you to send to your customers to show your customer how much you value them, you're going to send them your business card. Well, it's a 3D snow globe theme, though. <laughs> okay. Just it's basically yeah. a high-end home decoration okay just checking so a set of 500 over or under 150 dollars over 150 dollars yeah uh that is less john i don't think that's the right answer you you think the price is less than 150 dollars then you don't aren't picturing the right product because (laughs) these are super high end and they cost over 1400 dollars Fourteen hundred? Do you want to be remembered by your customers? They're guys? snow globes, John. You said something. It folded. Is there liquid involved? No, this is all paper. But I mean, you got to think. You're only paying about three bucks a piece for these. No, you said fifty. No, five hundred. Oh, five hundred for fourteen hundred dollars. Fourteen hundred seventy-five dollars. Yeah, you're right. Three bucks. Yeah, I mean, do you value your customers? That's, I guess, that's the question. <laughs> this Early is, not. I, I don't. I, this is the best worst game we've ever. This is, been, this this is terrible, is unbelievable. Literally, Chad's going to have to add a laugh track in post. <laughs> oh just, yes, yes, and lasers. It, apparently. These games are not easy to come up no, with. No, guys. no, no, no. I'm not ripping on you. I just can't believe how crazy this is. <laughs> like, He's that? ripping on the other guy that came up with the game. It's yeah. completely <laughs> You're talking to the guy who came up with how to avoid big ships. The game. Hey, that was that was great, and this is really funny too. Jesse, I thought the game was going to be you read descriptions of products and we have to guess if it's a real product or not. Yeah, that would have been a better game. Sorry, Jesse. Well, I, you guys feel free to email me these ideas. <laughs> Jesse, I'm sorry. You know my email address. Jesse, you're hilarious. We all think you're really funny. I'm sorry. I'm going to treat myself to this genuine Turkish bathrobe. I'll just, okay, it's a genuine Turkish bathrobe. We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get this over with. Don't worry. Just know it's 60% heavier than other robes. All right. That's all you need to know. Can I just guess a price on it? You just guess the price for the win. How okay, about that? Okay. <laughs> $110. 
You're so close. It's 129 <laughs> oh, I This one is a draw, and you're both getting a 3D business. No, no, no. He def- I was off by $900. Just, uh, Eddie, that's the game. Well, just so you guys know, the harp cases, 12 shrinks, $29. 22 is 49 so no big deal. But <laughs> I like that you acted like most of the humor of the game was hidden in a harp thing. <laughs> right. I just thought it was weird that, yeah. got, that a business traveler would be flipping through Skymall and be like, oh, finally, a nylon harp case. Yeah. Oh, they have one for my tw- my 12-string and 22-string. All right, that'll do it for Skyball Friday. Stay tuned. Up next, oh my gosh. your feedback. You're listening to Rogue Wave. It's not the it's not the ones that stay in line. You got to watch out for it's, it's the those Rogue, Rogue Waves. Ones. Yeah, the song is uh, Jingle Bell Rock. It's time for your feedback. Last week we asked you what celebrity. Okay, let's see a little context for people who missed last week's show. Um, <laughs> the number one earning entertainment person last year was Madonna. Shocking to us, she made 125 million dollars largely because of her world tour and things like merchandise and her and her perfume called Truth or Dare. It got us thinking, and we asked you, what celebrity should release a cologne or perfume? What would it be called, and what would it smell like? You know, we're, we're solving the world's issues here. You know, frankly, if, it, if to make the ends meet on tour, you need to release a cologne, maybe we need to come up with a DC Talk cologne. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's called yeah. Supernatural. Oh, yeah. of course it would right? be. Um, anyway, you guys went over to our uh, podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted replies there. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you found us on Facebook. Here's a few of our favorites. Uh, Brendan said, the, the fragrance would be called Angst by the band Nirvana, and you know what it smells like. Oh, yeah, Teen Spirit. Cucumber melon. I, yeah. <laughs> I liked I liked Rusty. Rusty posted <laughs> Rusty posted on Facebook. It was the strangest one to me. Rusty said the cologne would be by Rip Taylor. Which does anybody? I mean, that's I, like yeah, he's way, like old magiciany kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. It would be called confetti, and it smells of suspenders soaked in mothballs and regret. What a weird thing to Wait, say. Is he saying that he soaked his suspenders in regret as well as mothballs? Rip Taylor yeah. releases okay. confetti, which smells of suspenders soaked in mothballs, comma, comma and regret. And regret. Okay, all right. This is a poorly phrased sentence. I think it was poorly read. I think Rusty did a fine job. I'm just, uh, I'm not much of a talker. <laughs> you have odd mouth feel when the words are in it. I don't want to say that joke. I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> did anybody say blind melon melon? Oh, <laughs> clever. Is it, yeah, it's shaped like a little bumblebee. Uh, I will say I, I forbid uh, pandering, but this one was funny. Chase wrote, uh, Jesse uh, releases one. It's the smell of chilies and is only able to be purchased with a check. <laughs> was a good call. A back. bad check. <laughs> a really bad check. <laughs> it kind hey, of has a rubbery smell to it. Hey, well. did you see this, though, that somebody posted Helvetica? Uh, it was Helvetica perfume, and 
it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know what it is? It's water. It smells like nothing. It's distilled water. It's nothing. And it's like 62 bucks a bottle. Yeah. I was really... The am- packaging is really nice. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And that was their point, is that this is a, a font of nothing. Yeah. That's, it's a $60 joke. Yep. Yeesh. You should have put that in your SkyMall game. Maybe it been funny. <laughs> like I said, I'm open for ideas for these games, guys. That took a surprisingly long time to read. Like I said, most of the humor is hidden at the end with the harp cases. Yeah, it, had you let me get to the harp case round, they would have pulled that thing back out of the ditch, but no. Yeah, yeah I, I pulled the ripcord early on that one. Yeah, yeah, it, I was like a maniac driving down the highway watching Scandal. They didn't let me get back out of the swamp. Thanks a lot. <laughs> all right any others on twitter they put a relevant podcast cologne it would only come in free sample sizes and since people won't pay 15 dollars a bottle i like it i think that was funny it's pretty good. was it funny or hurtful no i think it's funny no it's pretty good because we call the podcast listeners freeloaders uh because there's so many more people who listen to this podcast each week than are paying subscribers to our magazine sure. and so um they are doing nothing to help keep us in business yeah but that's like a book signing when you're an author and go to a book signing it's just a chance for six people to pick up your book while you stand there and watch them flip through it and then go ten dollars for your life's work i don't think so (laughs) and then you watch them go buy like a seven dollar coffee it's very it's very demoralizing I mean, scouring Twitter. There was a lot of other stuff on Twitter this week. A lot of random things. But uh, the, uh, Andy Andy Simpson said Kevin Bacon cologne. Which yeah. I thought was just clever. I like the obvious joke sometimes. What would it smell like? Cucumber melon. Uh, <laughs> Steven said Coca by Jungle Bird, and of course it would smell like sweet soil in the lush greenery of a rainforest. <laughs> of course. Hey, but but I, he didn't put this, but I would assume it's just one you go up and spray on people unsuspectingly. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. All right. That'll do it for uh, last week's feedback. It's time for this week's. Editorial question of the week. All right. Well, earlier in the show, you know, we, we were pontificating about what what a reunion of DC Talk would, would, would mouth feel like. And um, it's and we're listening to them right now, I assume. Yes. We're, we're, yes. Yeah. They're piping into my earphones. I'm not listening to any of the ridiculousness you guys are talking about. Okay, cool. You really missed out. <laughs> it got us. You, we learned some great uh, pricing information. Oh, really? For the Christmas holiday season. Uh, really random thing. Yeah. I'll have to go yeah. back and listen. Because the Price is Right is a very unsuccessful show. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly the game was a bad idea. You're just once again riding Drew Carey's coattails, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Just because of the last name, I've been, yeah, just following that guy all these years to know about The game could have been called Could You Make an Interesting Catalog Uninteresting? That would have been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, okay. Hey, Jesse out. wins. Jesse wins. <laughs> Someone else do a game next week. And see, how, see how easy this is. I just think you got a little cocky after the ship game. Oh. <laughs> That was great. Walk around Virginia laughing to yourself. Thumbing <laughs> through a sky ball, just thinking I'm hot stuff. <laughs> Sitting on my King Tut's throne. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at the bounce check I just sent to sky ball. <laughs> For all those 3D business cards. Oh, my gosh. All right. By the time they try to cash this, these business cards will be long sent. <laughs> <laughs> my customers will be so appreciated. <laughs> sky all. <laughs> have your collections people try to call me again right. see what i care all right 
<laughs> uh, so, um, okay, so earlier in the show, we were talking about DC Talk and trying to get them to come back and do a reunion experience, a reunion experience, a, a show, a tour with something. And we know, we know that it's just not, it's just not, for some reason, it's just not happening. But it will. We think, we think it's, we think it's an incentive issue is yeah. what we think. It's this not is... monetary because we know they'll make money. Right. There's got to be some other incentive that could compel them yeah. and maybe to they, do this. Maybe they're doing fine. Maybe they're not, maybe they just have enough, you know? Yeah, they don't, it's not the money. It's, it's, not, it's the it, music it, It's them. something else. There's and something so missing. We want to know from you, the listener. What would you do to incentivize DC Talk? What could you do? What could we do? What should be done to incentivize DC Talk to come out of retirement mm-hmm. and come back together for us? Snow Globe business cards is probably going to be the first response. That's- 3D Snow Globe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go over to our... Uh, if you want to tweet us, you can hit us up at Relevant Podcast. Go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Post your replies there. Or you can find us on Facebook. What if we set up a Kickstarter campaign? To buy them King Tut's throne. Bingo. <laughs> One King Tut's throne. I, I, I have a feeling they can't say no after well, hold on, hold on. that I think, I think I think, Jesse, a fundamental reason why they broke up is that there's only one King, Thru- King Tut's throne. Yeah. And Until now. It, so what we would have to do is probably have to get three. Three thrones. Three yeah. thrones. So this is going to set us... I mean, we're going to need about you know six thousand dollars from Kickstarter, but <laughs> our listeners are up to it. Yeah, they, don't, yeah, they won't subscribe. But to buy DC Talk King Tut's Thrones from Sky Mall, they'll pony up. Or we sell special subscriptions Ooh. for thir- you know like $30 or something. So a portion of the proceeds goes to the King Tut's Throne. And so they can feel... And then we'll send them a little brick or something with their name on it, like they were part of it, you know. And, th- and they'll I get a magazine. I think you don't get the brick. You don't I think get a brick. you put the, the brick. The brick goes into something. Like right. I think they would a... get like a, a commemorative plaque. A plaque. Or something that yeah. might be nice. You, you, they'll know that their name is on a pile of bricks behind <laughs> the relevant office. That was haphazardly tossed back there after yeah. this yeah. joke <laughs> died. We can do a lot of Kickstarter incentives. Like if somebody does like $1,000, right? Okay. They can fly themselves to Orlando and sit on the other side of the glass while we do the podcast. Okay. For $1,000. $1,000. Only $1,000. They're not allowed to, to speak or make eye contact with anyone. No, God. Well, no. how much would it cost for them to be able to sit at our tiny, tiny table with us? Uh, $5,000? I gotta be, a, a I gotta $1,000 be, and a King Tut's throne. See, this is where I think we might be different because people are like, hey, when I'm in Orlando, can we get coffee? I'm like, yes, of course. Why would we not get coffee? Like, this is what we do, right? But I don't think I would be able to charge someone to be in our presence, right? I think we would have you to pay them. You just $1,000 to sit out there and watch our presence. That was for joke times. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you, you were being like serious? All of a sudden, it's serious. All of a sudden, yeah. I felt really bad. <laughs> I have a low threshold. No, we're doing this as a fundraiser. You don't feel bad because it's for a greater purpose. Oh, I get purpose. it. It's not for I, us. I, I would say for a grand, they can come and sit at the table for a show, right? I would think that would be amazing. $1,000 is a lot of money. I mean, that's one-sixth of the way to the thrones. Right, and we can't, well, we can't fly him here. I don't want to... I mean, but what's the game that day? Is it a oh, good yeah, game? they got to have a good game that day. <laughs> no pressure, Jesse. It will be one that I don't write, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> if they do a grand to the DC Talk Reunion Kickstarter, they okay. come here, right? If they do two grand, they come here and they get to play... Whoever they want in, in a game, game that Jesse makes up about very, very obscure pricing information <laughs> okay. that no one will understand. Uh, three grand, 
I think three grand, we're back to just outside in the glass. Okay. Watching <laughs> outside in. It's starting to get weird. Why would you pay that much money? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, a true, a true sociopath. Yeah what, you, have on hands. yeah, what are you doing with your life? You got to get out of here. No, we don't want you in the room with us. That's too weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So tell us what, what incentive could we possibly offer to get DC Talk to reunite? There you go. Many thanks to Blake McCoskey for talking to us. Uh, make sure to head over to toms.com to check out the Marketplace that they recently launched. You should do it right now. You're in line at Best Buy. You don't need any of that stuff. Go to the Marketplace. Yeah, and forget all the SkyMall prices that you just heard. Right. Let's Go all... spend your money for a greater purpose yeah. this holiday season. Really cool. Marketplace rules. Yeah. You should check it out. Another great gift idea. Giving relevant this year. Uh, there's a deal going on at the website right now that you can give a subscription to Relevant for as low as $9.99. If you go over to relevantmagazine.com, all the info is right there. They get iPad access, the print magazine. They get the albums throughout the year, all for only $9.99. It's the gift that keeps on giving, and uh, we love the support. Go check it out, the uh, gift campaign at relevantmagazine.com. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffoltz. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm John Acuff. For Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. For men, a genuine commission meaner he would send me to tell you about my savior and lord. So if you wonder what's up, well you're in store. For more than a happy go lucky tune about Christmas and how it's coming soon. This song will tell you how it all began and how man seemed to change that plan. I know this to be true and black and white. God's word said it, so you know that's right. It's Christmas time. Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com. All right. Later. Thanks, guys. That was fun. See you guys. See you guys. Well, parts, of, parts of it were fun. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's not getting a 3D business screen part. Your comments are not appreciated. $3 back in my pocket. Oh my God. <laughs> I already ordered them. What a waste. <laughs>